everyone, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bellhaven and the Boy. Quite exciting indeed, as we sit here less than two weeks until college football starts, less than three weeks till the Righteous Bucks take the field against Notre Dame. Is that a fortnight? On September 3rd. Two weeks. Is that a fortnight? That might be. I'll have to, I'll have to look that up. Go ahead. I'm, I'm actually not sure what a fortnight is, but regardless, today we do our final preview of the ACC. We look at the Coastal Division today. Before we get into that, some well, I say exciting news uh, around the Ohio State camp, but of course, team, team captains were chosen. Um, don't think really surprised by who the team captains are. I have to write them off the, off the top of my head, so let's see if I get them all. Uh, C.J. Stroud, Tommy Eichenberg, Kate Stover, Cameron Babb, Tyler Friday. Oh, who's the sixth? <laughs> I don't remember. I was hoping you were going to rattle them off. Mm, that would have been impressive. Now I don't look like a true Ohio State. Uh oh. oh well. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think that that's what uh, what does it. But what I will say is, I did look up the definition. It is a British term. It is a period of two weeks. Fortnight. The colonel put special yes. chemicals on the chicken to make it clear that fortnightly smartass. So yes, Fortnite to college football. Uh, yeah, not really surprised by the uh, team captains. You know, obviously leadership is, is important in the game of football. Ohio State makes uh, a big deal about it, uh, as I should. Some some guys who have been in the program for quite a while. Uh, especially Cameron Babb, who gets this year's Block O recipient. You know, we haven't really got to see him on the field because of injury. Uh, this year, I think he's finally you know, close to fully healthy, so uh, hopefully we'll get to see him on the field this year. But he's been there for quite a while, and despite having injury upon injury, uh, he's been you know in and out every day from what the, the team says. He's been a real leader, uh, which is awesome. You know, those are the, the kind of guys – uh, you like to see stick around the program despite it, you know, not really working out for him. So um, I kind of figured he he might get the award this year or he'd be uh, one of the guys uh, in, in the mention for it. So uh, glad he got it. Hopefully we'll, we'll get to see him on the field uh, displaying that number this year. Yeah, I think that's great for him. Uh, I, I remember when he was recruited, fairly high uh, recruit. So, um, you know, anticipated some some good things from him, but unfortunately, he hasn't been able to do much uh, because of the injuries. Uh, I, I'm hoping that Julian Fleming is not uh, the Blocko next year because that'll mean he got injured again. But um, but no, good good for Cameron Babb. And with respect to the uh, to the captains, uh, C.J. Stroud is one. I think a, a second year starting quarterback who has Heisman. Uh, hopes, um, one that has the capability of taking you to a national championship. I think definitely, 
you want to see uh, him named as a captain. If he were not named as a captain, frankly, I would be a little bit concerned <laughs> because um, if they are to do what they need to do, I would think that he needs to show considerable uh, leadership. Um, so otherwise, that, that's that's mostly what I have to say about the captains, except for one thing. I, I did read on the internet uh, some back and forth about you know folks saying that... Uh, there was a big issue with with leadership uh, last year, and that they spent uh, a good portion of the off season uh, with different leadership training uh, for for the for the guys. So I don't know how true that is. Um, it's funny because they lost two games. Uh, frankly, two games they shouldn't have lost uh, to to be especially the Oregon game. Uh, Michigan, they were playing lights out. Um, Oregon, they really weren't that good in that game. Uh, we basically gave them that game. Uh, but the, the, the real point is, is <laughs> whether it's leadership or whatever, there's been just a lot of angst uh, with respect to what went wrong last year in that two-loss season. Um, so, yeah, it's just a fortnight away, uh, ready to get rid of all of that angst. Yeah, and I think all, all the captains are good choices. Obviously, uh, senior-laden guys uh, on this team who have been through all that. And you know, I think people forget, too, that last year we had one of the youngest teams. And we bring back quite a lot of production, a lot of experience. And with that, obviously, comes uh, more leadership. So, yeah, just another thing to be excited about for this year. And, of course, uh, to finish it off, uh, another thing to be excited about as well, uh, four-star safety commits, which is awesome. That brings it to two safeties now. Now, like you said, we couldn't use some more on the defensive line, but uh, it's good to see that, you know, even for losing recruits, obviously we're still going to gain some, and it's big that, that we got another safety to commit. So. Yeah, I was very glad to see that. It's good to see. I think they have a strong uh, core in the secondary this year. Um, a lot of injuries, it looks like, uh, but hopefully that won't impact them too much uh, in the Notre Dame game, and, and those guys will get healthy fast. But a good core and uh, to bring in some more. Uh, good talent in the secondary is always great, but yeah, I still want to see some, some defensive tackles. Maybe if they do well enough this year, we'll see a slew of them, and we won't have to complain about it anymore. A slew. All right. Moving to the ACC Coastal. A lot of teams uh, with not great win totals. Again, I think this is the division where uh, seven teams have won it in seven years. <laughs> Duke and Georgia Tech had won it at some point in the in the past decade. Um, pretty crazy to think about. Why don't you start us off with the defending ACC champion Pitt Panthers? Yeah, so... I have not spoken glowingly of Pat Narduzzi uh, in the recent past, but I, when I was going and looking at the Coastal and, and looking at recruiting and things like that, Pitt is terrible at recruiting. And yeah, that is a knock on Narduzzi, but that being said, 
Um, he clearly does a lot with little talent because he has very little talent on Pitt. They are um, probably in the bottom rung, toward the bottom. There, there are some, you know, you got Duke, you got Georgia Tech, but even Georgia Tech, I think, actually recruited better than, um, than Pitt did um, in the recent years. So uh, he's clearly a, a solid coach. Um, he got him to, uh, you know, a division, uh, championship last year. Um, they won it, right? They won the, uh, conference pit. Yeah. They beat Wake Forest. Yeah. So I, I think that's, that's pretty good. You know, that's, I, I think that's a sign of a good coach. If he were a better recruiter or had a better recruiting staff, who knows, you know, what Pitt could do in that division, because to your point, it's terrible. <laughs> It is one of the worst divisions in college football. Um, so with Pitt, I, I think they do, relative to the rest of the division, I think they're like number three uh, in terms of returning production. So I think that's good. Uh, again, not as much talent as uh, some of the other teams, but you know, with that returning production and the fact that there are several teams in that division with new coaches, um, you know, it really is, uh, to me, a very crucial year for Pitt, uh, because, you know, Miami, obviously they think they've got their coach. They've got a boatload of talent on that team. Uh, so what can, uh, Narduzzi do in year one of some of these other coaches? Can he, you know, basically say, Hey, I, I am, uh, the guy in this division. Right, so I, I I think Pitt will compete for that division um, because they have a good, solid coach. He's been there for a while, um, relative to everybody else in that division. Uh, they're coming off of a conference championship. They return uh, a decent amount of production. Uh, I don't know that they'll win the division, but I do think that they will at least compete. Yeah. You know, we, we look at Pitt, and I do think Pitt's going to take uh, a step back. I'm not as high on them this year as I was last year. That being said, uh, this division is very weak this year, and so even though they may take a step back, I do think they will compete for the division. Obviously, you know, losing a uh, first-round quarterback to the draft and their best wide receiver hurts, uh, but they do return all of their offensive linemen, which you know, which really does help. Obviously, a falling out um, from Narduzzi, the offensive coordinator, uh, who, you know, I think Narduzzi wanted to, to run the ball more. And, you know, with Pickett, why would you? You know, they had success throwing the ball last year. And so that might hurt, too, if, if they go back to more of that scheme where they're running the ball a lot more uh, and don't open it up. So I think that could hurt. Uh, I believe the set I saw for the defense was they were top 10 in points off of turnovers last year. And that's a pretty hard stat to keep in and of itself. And so, you know, if they can't force turnovers, uh, you know, they can't obviously score points off those turnovers. So uh, can they keep that up? I'm not sure. Uh, That could be something that drops off. I think they lose a little in the secondary as well, uh, even though it should still be solid. So I think the defense overall will be pretty solid. You look at the schedule, they get Tennessee at home, a little bit higher on Tennessee this year. 
should beat West Virginia. They did lose to Western Michigan last year, and they do go on the road. Uh, they do play at Louisville, at North Carolina. Always seems to be an interesting game at Miami this year. So uh, some of their bigger uh, conference opponents on the road. So I don't know. You know, th- still could compete from the division. I think the offense takes a step back, uh, which could hurt them this year. I think they still, you know, can win eight games with their schedule. Is it enough to win the division, though? In this division, it, it very well could be. Um, but I don't think when all is said and done that they're going to win the division. Well, okay. Moving on, talk to us about the new, newly hyped for this season, Miami Hurricanes. <laughs> yeah. Mario Cristobal. Um, so he played at Miami, won some national championships while playing at Miami. Um, he's a good coach, uh, but I've said before, I don't think that he has earned uh, the hype that he has received. Uh, as I look at Miami, they have a crap ton of talent. Um, the coaches prior to um, Cristobal have recruited well. Uh, I think last year, I want to say the 22 class was like number 10 or something like that. Um, pretty high. In fact, over the past five years, I think their average is 12th which is pretty solid. Uh, So a lot of talent on that team. And then relative to everybody else in the division, there's only one other team, and it's only a recent phenomenon um, that's recruiting that well. That's North Carolina. North Carolina, the past couple of years, um, they've recruited right around the same. Uh, However, uh, go just beyond you know, two to three years, and and, North Carolina falls off. So North Carolina has some talent. Uh, but they may not have the depth that Miami has. So he's walking into a great situation. Um, the fans believe in him. They're excited. Uh, he's got a, a whole ton of talent in a really bad division. And so the hype train has taken off again. Um, I went and I looked at the average recruiting for the, for the whole division. And like I said, uh, North Carolina is just behind. um, But when you factor in the five years, they're down in the 20s. Um, But when you go beyond that, every other team is in the 40s or below in terms of um, their average recruiting over the past five years. So for giggles, I compared... Uh, the five-year period up through 2021 of Oregon's recruiting. And guess what? Their average was right around 12, right around the same as uh, Miami. So talent-wise, he's moving from like team to like team. And similarly, in the division he was in, in the Pac-12, there were actually two teams over the pa- the prior five years that recruited very decently. It was Washington and Stanford, uh, and they were in the 20s, and then everybody else was like in the 50s and below. So kind of close, uh, kind of close. And, and to me, that's important because the hype train just 
shot up and never went away at Oregon, yet he never really had the type of success that the hype, um, you know, should have generated. And it feels like it's going to be similar. Uh, you know, it, it, he's got North Carolina right there like he had uh, Washington and Stanford, and then he's got all the rest, and yet he still lost weird games. Stanford beat him a couple of times, uh, and they recruited kind of on par, maybe a little bit below. So what does that really mean for those teams in the ACC that are recruiting on par or just below or even above, like maybe Clemson? Um so then you look cross division in the in the Pac-12. He was terrible against Utah. Utah was one and th- uh, three and one against Cristobal. Um, and I see something similar with Clemson. You know, so at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm happy for Miami fans. They they've got the coach they want. Cristobal is clearly a good coach. Uh, I'm just not convinced that he's elite. Miami's got a lot of talent. I think he can actually recruit better at Miami than he did at Oregon. Uh, So it would be very interesting what happens uh, this first year uh, because they very well could win the division with the talent they have. Um, They were coming on pretty strong uh, toward the end of last year. They've got a solid quarterback who they're very high on. And, you know, if, 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 they can gel with this new coaching staff pretty quickly. I, I think they've got a really good shot of winning the division. Um, but I don't know really what it's going to look like when you factor in the entire conference and the cross-conference uh, games. But I, I, I do think uh, Miami has a very good shot of winning this division. Yeah, I similar feelings to you on that. I do think Cristobal is a good coach and a good hire for them, but not an elite coach, at least yet. He goes to Miami, especially in this new age of NIL. I do believe he'll be able to recruit a lot better uh, than he did at Oregon. And I think we're already starting to see a little bit of that. Not too much yet, but he, he is uh, starting to get some, some really good recruits in there in his first year. Uh, yeah, you look at the offense, of course, you know, they bring back their quarterback, who a lot of people are saying might be the best in the ACC this year. Uh, they do bring in Josh Gaddis as a new offensive coordinator, which, you know, I wouldn't be excited about, you know, even though he won at Michigan. That was really Jim Harbaugh's offense. I don't think he had much say at all over that. I still think he hasn't really done a lot by himself yet as an offensive coordinator in a system, which he probably will have to this year. Uh, they bring in Steele as a DC, who I think is better than Diaz as a defensive-minded coach. Uh, the biggest thing on offense, lose a lot of wide receivers. Uh, Going to be a lot of young talent there. Uh, so can the offense step up? They do return uh, a good amount on the defensive line and secondary. And so, yeah, this team definitely has enough um, talents this year to win the division. Like I said, in a division that's weak this year, that I believe in a division like the Big Ten West, I think just going to eat itself. Uh, you can win, you know, nine games, have a few conference losses, and uh, make it to the title game. I think their schedules schedules favorable. A lot of big games at home. Of course, they have the road game at Texas A&M, which I do think they'll lose right now. Uh, it's hard to go on the road to Texas A&M in that environment and win. Uh, 
But that being said, a lot of a lot of these teams in the division this year are going to have pretty lackluster offenses. And so if you can just beat, you know, the one or two teams that you're probably going to compete against, I think you're going to win the division. And I think they can definitely do that. So uh, will it be enough to win the whole ACC itself? Don't think so. But yeah, definitely a, a really good shot of winning the division this year. Okay, who's next? And that takes us to the North Carolina Tar Heels. So tell us about it. Yeah, so with uh, North Carolina, you know, their coach is a, he's a nice guy. You know, he, he he's a nice guy, and you know, he obviously has had success. Uh, he's won a national championship, and. With that, you know, they, they had some interesting uh, games at North Carolina that, that showed some promise. And I think with that, the hype train took off for North Carolina. And frankly, I don't know that they've really done a lot under Brown that's really impressed me. I don't think they've been all that impressive. They've been mediocre, frankly. Uh, he has recruited, but... Uh, very well the past couple of years. Uh, I think this past year, I think they were like number 11 or, or somewhere thereabouts. So, so very good recent class. Uh, the past couple of years since he has come in have been strong recruiting classes for them. So he's brought in some talent, uh, but he's losing quite a bit. Um, and even with the stuff they're losing, they, they really didn't do all that great last year. Um, However, like I said, three new coaches, I think three, uh, in that um, division, um, or four, three or four, can't remember, but there's a lot of turnover there. And the point is, is can he use that talented uh, bunch, um, use some of that momentum that he's gotten through the hype train, and you know, find some success in that division where a lot of new coaches are trying to find their footing. Um, again, it's a terrible division. It's also one of the reasons why I think Miami has a really good chance because I think their only other competition is probably North Carolina and Pitt, and both of those just have a lot of question marks. I think North Carolina, um, how's the quarterback play going to be? How's the running back play? I mean, they they basically have to revamp that whole skill position, and that's not an easy thing to do. So I I, I think that they will be kind of a rung below uh, Miami and Pitt, to be honest. Yeah, I completely agree with that, especially the last thing you said. You know, you look at it, they did have pretty good recruiting class, but uh, that they lose some experience. They do return their best wide receiver and an experienced offensive line, you know, that was still pretty bad last year and, and didn't live up to expectations. So uh, they couldn't out physical teams uh, last year on, on both sides of the line. You know, how much do you expect that to change? Uh, they lose their quarterback. They bring in a new defensive coordinator, of course, Gene Chizik, but he's you know been 
on the booth for a few years. Coming back in, it's probably going to be a tougher transition back after being out a few years. Uh, look at the schedule. They could very lose to App State on the road this year. You know, Notre Dame thinks think that's a loss. They play Wake Forest again, who always seems to be a 48-45 to 45 shootout every year. Either way, um, of course, NC State from the other division too. So uh, this team just seems like it's going to be inconsistent again. They may improve in some areas. Uh, they're going to have to improve on the line if they want to compete for the division, and I just don't know if they'll be physical enough this year to do that. And so I think they could beat some teams. Uh, pull an upset, but I also think they could easily lose to a couple teams they shouldn't like they do every year. And so, like like always, I think it'll be pure North Carolina football, and they go, you know, seven and five. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, who's next? Uh, moving on. Moving on to their Virginia Cavaliers. They return their strong-armed quarterback, Brendan Armstrong, and their top two wide receivers. Of course, a new head coach, Tony Elliott from Clemson, uh, should be interesting there. The offense was extremely explosive last year, but I think they lose a lot of their uh, starting offensive linemen. I think... You know, especially uh, in terms of scoring, they they may still be able to do it, uh, but I think they're going to have to to win shootouts uh, shootouts because I don't think their defense uh, is going to be very good. Kind of like North Carolina, I don't expect much to change there. Uh, there's going to be a lot of coin flip games. Uh, lose some production on, on the skill positions, even though you return a good couple pieces there. Uh, I just don't think that total continuity is there, especially for a, a first-year head coach. Uh, could win some games. You know, they do go on the road to Illinois this year, and I, well, I think they definitely probably should win that game. Uh, that might be tough this year. Uh, a lot of on-the-road conference games that may be tough for them as well. So you look at Virginia, uh, I think a middle-of-the-road team, I think, uh, bringing their quarterback helps going to get them to a bowl game, but I think it's going to be a pretty mediocre season, uh, probably a six and six type season in what is a uh, building year and hopefully a decent enough year for Tony Elliott that he can uh, start to recruit well. But, you know, Virginia schools don't recruit all that great, uh, especially the last couple of years. I think it's you know, just going to be a mediocre season, like I said. So 6-6 six and six for Virginia. Yeah, you, you hit it there right at the end uh, with respect to the recruiting. I think Virginia, over the past five years, is actually the second worst in that division in terms of recruiting. Uh, I think only Duke is worse than they are. That's, that's pretty sad. <laughs> um, that is sad. And, you know, Bronco Mendenhall, you know, had him – doing some some decent things, and then, of course, abruptly left, which was kind of weird. Uh, Elliot, I don't know what to make of him as a head coach. Um, I, I think he's going to suffer some lumps because he does not have talent on that team. Uh, yes, I think the offense does have um, some pretty good skilled players, but to your point, they're losing 
um, quite a bit off the offensive line, so that's going to be tough. Um, they really weren't all that great last year, and to to have a new coach come in, not recruit well, generally speaking, and have to rehaul your offensive line, um, yeah, I, I think the only redeeming thing for them is they're in that division. Uh, so, yeah, they may be in the middle of the division, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they uh, are farting around with the bottom, <laughs> uh, to be honest. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a rough year uh, for Elliott. I think it could, but then you look at the, you know these last three teams – I think they're all going to take a step back, and that includes uh, Virginia Tech, who we're going to talk about next. Uh, losing a lot of experience, especially on offense. You know, Brent Pry comes in as new head coach from Penn State, but again, another defensive-minded coach. Uh, you look at their schedule; they do play West Virginia, who I think's offense could be enough, good enough to beat them this year. NC State in division, who should be really good. Uh, you look at their offense; they're taking in a transfer quarterback from Marshall who threw a lot of interceptions last year. They don't have a lot of talent at skill positions. Uh, they, they lost a couple wide receivers, lost their top three offensive linemen in experience. Uh, they lot, lack depth overall. Defense should be pretty solid, return a lot of defensive line experience, uh, which will help you know, with a defensive-minded coach, but they're you know, then their defense is going to have to keep them in games. And, you know, against teams like West Virginia, NC State, Miami, Pitt, Virginia, I, that's that's going to be hard to do. And Wofford, so it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be hard for uh, Virginia Tech to make a bowl game this year. I think they could do it if their defense is good enough, but uh, it's a lot to ask if they have to be on the field, you know, for a majority of the game. So I say they could make it to a bowl game, but it's going to be a disappointing year for Virginia Tech. Yeah, it's going to be a disappointing year for Virginia Tech. And frankly, Brent Pry, I, di- I didn't understand that that hire. Um, what do I know? Maybe he could turn out to be uh, the next big thing. I-, I don't know, but I doubt it. I think it's going to be a similar uh, outcome as to what I predicted for Virginia. I think they're probably in the middle, but they wouldn't surprise me if one or both of those teams kind of sink a little bit lower uh, toward the bottom. Um yeah, from a recruiting perspective, again, very similar to Virginia, probably only slightly better. Um, yes, they are going to be a defensive-minded team, which, frankly, I could go either way with that. In the ACC, you are going to have – Miami's probably going to have a pretty good offense with that quarterback. North Carolina, if they can – find themselves they may have a decent uh, offense Clemson will have a pretty good offense um, so they're going to have to play strong defense because I don't think they're going to do much uh, offensively and that's why it's going to be tough uh, because even good defenses can only hold for so long uh, before the the dam burst and I just see something like that happening with Virginia Tech um, in Brent Prize first year Yeah, and uh, quickly talk about these last two teams because expect them to be terrible again in this division. Uh, Georgia Tech, who has been three and nine the past few years, uh, especially in the new NIL age, has just 
their team has just been absolutely decimated. Uh, all their good players leaving, uh, including their really good running back who went to Alabama. They lose their best talent on their defense to the transfer portal. Of course, they get a brutal schedule every year with Clemson and Georgia. This year they play Ole Miss and at UCF as well, all of which I think they're probably going to lose. And, you know, they may be able to pick somebody off in their conference schedule, you know, maybe a team like Duke. But, yeah, it's – I mean, when you just lose players year after year, especially this this past year – uh, yeah, good luck. Two and ten for Georgia Tech. Uh, Duke, new head coach, DC from Texas A and M. A lot of defensive coaches, uh, first year defensive coaches in the ACC. Uh, at Northwestern, who and at Kansas, man, that's going to be fun. Watch all those three teams play each other. Yeah, they should have a special tournament. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, but it's, they're on the road, both of those. So they, they could win those. They could lose those. Who knows? Um, they were awful running the ball last year. Probably going to be the same. Uh, offense, you know, not really sure what to do with much like uh, Georgia Tech. You know, they may be able to pick someone off, but I don't think they're going to be very good. Defensive hire may make the defense more sound, but they just don't have the talent. So three and nine season for Duke, I believe. Yeah, so not a lot to add with those two. Duke's going to be terrible, so will Georgia Tech. I think Georgia Tech, um, mildly intriguing uh, because it, it could very well be their coach's last year. And so, you know, there should be a sense of urgency uh, from that perspective. Uh, but also, Georgia Tech has been kind of um, hit and miss recruiting-wise. They've actually recruited better in some years than you know Virginia and Virginia Tech, uh, which was kind of surprising. Uh, I think there was one year where they were in the 20s, maybe, um, very recently. So I'm not here to say they've got a lot of talent, because your point, they, they all kind of left. Um, but I, I think they could... If they can get through some of that gauntlet that you talked about, you know, they might surprise to a degree and maybe make it to the middle of the pack, but probably not. And like I said, that's kind of what's intriguing. You know, sense of urgency. They do have a slightly bit more talent than some of the other teams in the division. Um, but, yeah, they'll still be struggling to get away from the bottom. And Duke, yeah, I don't know that Duke's going to win anything. I think they lose to Kansas at Kansas. I think they lose at Northwestern. Um, I don't know that A&M, for as much talent as A&M has had the past few years, I don't know that I've been overly impressed with their defense, um, to be brutally honest about it. And... Yeah, so who who is this guy from from A and M? You know, so I just I, I think they went with name. I think they went with hype and name. Everybody's hyped A and M to be up this wonderful defense, which they're good, but I don't think that they're they're certainly not Georgia, and it's A and M SEC. Oh, well, we're going to bring in this SEC guy. Well, it's not going to work for you. Uh, you're going to be terrible. He's going to be terrible. Duke's going to be terrible. Um, and that's that's all I've got to say about that. You're terrible. We're all terrible. 
That's right. Um, so to finish out, I didn't want to do it because, you know, I think the past decade, Miami has been chosen to win the division like six times and they've only won once. Um, but this year, the way the division looks, I do actually think Miami uh, is going to win the division. I think they'll beat Pitt head to head and I think that will give them the, the tiebreak over Pitt to win the division. And probably, no, not probably, I did pick Clemson to make it. And so a rematch with Clemson, uh, who I think they'll lose to in the title game. So I think it could be a, a big building year for Miami. I do think they'll make it to the title game. But when all is said and done, I have Clemson beating Miami for the ACC title and regaining their crown. Uh, the same. Uh, yeah, Miami will, I, I believe they'll win the division because the division isn't that great. I think then the <laughs> the crystal ball hype train will keep on rolling. Um, but yes, they will play Clemson. And, and frankly, I don't even think it would be close. I think Clemson should clock them pretty well in the uh, ACC championship game. Yeah, I don't know about clock, but uh, I do think Clemson probably will win fairly. I don't know. It, it just I, it feels to me again like Utah, Oregon. Oregon had a crap ton of talent, and you just Utah just pounded them. And, and I just think yeah, it'd be very, very I think it'd be similar. Be. I think I think he'll be out coached, out gunned, um, but it. Still, he'll make that championship game. He'll have some talent, and the hype train will continue into next year. We'll just see how well he can he can uh, up the recruiting at Miami. Uh, but I, I do think, though, as much as I kind of knock uh, Cristobal, I do think he's good enough if he can get the recruiting classes uh, to keep Miami as a mainstay in the ACC championship game because, again, it's relative to that that terrible division right absolutely well that concludes our acc preview before we get out of here uh, we wanted to shout out a special thanks to our listeners who make it all the way through and so this year uh, we're going to do something a little special special uh, for those of you who have lis listened to us for the past couple years you know that we like to uh, make this season fun we have a competition between each other where we pick uh, each week you know the the top 25 games of the week with our confidence on them and so uh, for those of you who uh, listen to us avidly we're going to open up that open up that to you as well uh, and so if, if you would like to join our pool this year uh, just email me at nate n-a-t-e 2294 at yahoo.com uh, give me your name. Let me know you're interested in the pool. I'll give you the uh, pool password, give you the instructions, and uh, we'll see you uh, for some friendly competition when the uh, season starts here in a couple weeks. Brilliant. Okay. So I think with that, what the boy is really trying to say is you have been steeped. In another wonderful episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bellhaven and the boy. Indeed. <laughs>